Suicide Zen Forgiveness, the pod that shares the stories of those affected by suicide. Lost a loved one? Attempted it yourself? Did you know that when you share a burden, the load is lightened? Come listen in with your host, Elaine Lindsay. Suicide Zen Forgiveness, the podcast, is for education only. Some of the subject matter could be triggering for those that are newly grieving or in a poor state of mental health. Please call your local suicide hotline or mental health office if you need immediate help. Hello, and I'm really uh, thrilled today to welcome Victor Jansen. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. I want to give people a little bit of an idea of who you are and what you do. You're, you are a mental illnesses, mental health, and addictions community reforms advocate. Uh, you have a day job, you're a project manager in the technology sector, but mental illnesses activism is important to you and your family. And he too resides here in Ontario, Canada. So thank you so much for coming on. I really do want to welcome you. And this is a no holds barred podcast. We want you to share your story because my point here is helping people lighten their burdens and perhaps helping somebody else get through a difficult time. So Victor, uh, where would you like to start? Well, the first thing is I wanted to thank you for the opportunity to uh, allow me to share my story because I think it's important that uh, um, not only not only you know people with mental illness share their stories, but but men in particular uh, you know get out there and 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 share their story. And uh, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I cry. I, I go through a lot of different things, so. Um, you know, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a, cr a crazy, uh, wild, uh, mental illness adventure that I've been on for the last, uh, seven years. Seven years. Wow. And I'm, I'm sure that the pandemic certainly didn't help at all. Well, you know, the, the pandemic brought a really interesting, uh, perspective because, um, so, so I have a, uh, I, I, I have severe uh, mental illness. I'm a high functioning individual and, and I have a daughter that has uh, uh, trauma and mental illness. And her and I were, were actually comparing notes um, where, um, you know, we haven't really been affected by uh, the pandemic that much. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're not feeling any stress or anxiety um, about the pandemic. Um, and, and, you know, and, and our perspective really is, is perhaps now uh, um, because of all the challenges that we faced in society and, you know, with, with oppression and discrimination, just as societal preference. Um, and, 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 and I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing, or, you know, it's, it's intentional. It's just, that's the way it is. Uh, you know, perhaps that, that this pandemic will, will bring a new perspective and a new appreciation for, for those who, um, who, have to, who have challenges with mental illness. Well, I have to say, I totally agree with you. And I think it's actually, in a way, this has been a good thing 
because we have been forced in order to slow down and with everybody being captive, if you will, it's given people time to realize, you know what, there's more out there. It's about time we looked at those that are marginalized. We should look at other things because as far as I'm concerned, we're all human and I don't, I don't believe there is a human among us that has not had some mental health issue at some point. We're human. We're not perfect. We were never created that way. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know, um, it's interesting, uh, Elaine, because, uh, you know, over the years, like seven years uh, of what I've gone through, uh, and, and, and there's a lot of mistreatment within the um, Ontario mental health system that I've uh, uh, suffered at the hands of. And throughout that whole time, it's really, um, it's really made me change and, and look at the language that I use when it comes to um, mental illness, for example, because I mean, I, I see more, you know, uh, mental health as, as it's more of a business uh, than, than a state. And, and so um, I find it interesting and curious how people will, will always refer and interchange mental health with mental illness when um, really mental illness is the business that everyone's in. Um, mental well-being is really just the state of, of, of the human condition and mental illness is the injury to the body. And so I try to try to always keep that language in perspective. Um, and the same holds true when it comes to uh, the term safety or safe. Uh, when, when, you know, when, 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 when you are someone like me who's never experienced um, a safe uh, uh, environment when I was growing up as a child, um, you know, and then also through uh, what the mental health system did to me and, and how it weaponized safety. And, and then, of course, um, you know, and you flip that around and you look at safety as, as you know, as a word, it's so subjective. And so I think it's 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 one of the things that perhaps needs to be addressed within the mental uh, health business uh, is to clearly uh, define the language used because you know mental health um, for the for the most part is just a, a quick and dirty easy sell marketing term um, you know driven by the business itself because they want to make make mental illness seem like it's uh, um, light and fluffy when it's actually heavy and a serious uh, um, uh, topic to deal with. Well, thank, thank you for that clarification. And, and it's good to know I will be more mindful of how I use it as well. I appreciate you giving me that. So let's take a look at, okay, you say the last seven years, but you referenced your childhood. So I'm going to say your story probably starts a lot longer ago than seven years. Correct. Yeah. So, so um, my childhood, basically uh, um, my first childhood memory is the very, my very first traumatic uh, um, incident or, or episode. And, and through that first traumatic episode uh, I developed uh, some alternate personalities um, so, so, you know, what, what I, I can tell you, um, you know, I'm a, uh, 
a highly functional um, uh, person with living experience that has, uh, you know, severe complex PTSD, uh, DID, which is dissociative identity disorder, also known as multiple personalities. And then of course, borderline, borderline personality disorder. And then, you know, just early childhood trauma. Um, I, I've, uh, I've been hypervigilant for over 45 years. Uh, it, it's, it's so prevalent in me now that it's, that it, that in itself, operates at an instinctual level. I, I can't turn it off or on. Um, and, and so, and then to top it all off, you know, I've been, I was, um, uh, assaulted by police, uh, as a, as a teenager, uh, or a young teenager. Um, so, uh, I, I have a lot of, tr- I have, well, I have no trust issues or well, I have no trust to give to anyone anymore. Um, and then, um, uh, you know, I'm also a five time suicide survivor and, uh, um, oddly enough, uh, you know, um, I, I, I had my, my first suicide attempt, uh, well, first three suicide attempts at uh, 10 years old. Um, and it was the second, it was the second one that, uh, uh, I actually died, um, and, and was brought back. And, and so, um, and then, uh, uh, you know, I had my mom, uh, at one point, um, pull a, a six inch butcher knife on me uh, as a teenager, put it on, you know, pushed, you know, pressed it into my, on, into my stomach and, and, uh, told me she was going to gut me like a pig. Um, and then, and then from there, uh, that was, that was like my fourth, uh, suicide attempt. Um, and then my last one was at age of 18. Uh, and, uh, you know, each one of those suicide attempts, you, you learn things. And, and so my last suicide attempt, I was well beyond a trifecta. I, I had, uh, you know, I, I did three or four things that should have killed me and it didn't. And, um, and at that point I realized that, well, I'm, I'm just going to bury everything, bury all this trauma, bury everything that I've been through. Um, and, and so, so I did that and there's a lot of things that I've forgotten about. And so, uh, when, um, you know, seven years ago, well, I, I had a, a, a manic episode, um, didn't sleep for for seven days, uh, you know, used used alcohol and, and prescribed medications to try to sleep, didn't work out. Um, and so I knew that, that, that I had to get help. And my, my entry point into the mental health uh, system was basically... Um, uh, a, a drop-in clinic doctor told me about, you know, therapy or mentioned the word therapy. Um, and, and that's all I remember. So I went to Google and I typed in therapy. And so I started reading, you know, um, all these different web pages of therapists. And I found one that uh, resonated with me and, and uh, started with that therapist. Um, it was a rough, it was a rough start. Uh, I'm not going to, deny it because I was skeptical and, and, you know, I had a lot of trust issues and, um, you know, I gave this person trust. And after two years, she turned around, got scared of, of what, uh, I was, what my, uh, illnesses brought to the table. Um, and, uh, eventually turned around and, and weaponized my, um, 
my childhood, my trauma, my illnesses, and uh, had me hung in court. Wow. And ever since then, I've been, you know, in the last seven years, I've been trying to retain or obtain my um, uh, health records from my ex-therapist who continues to throw legislation at me, um, even though it's been five years since she's last saw me uh, in in any clinical session. But apparently the laws are written in such a way that she can still comment on my mental uh, capacity. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a very bizarre system. And I don't think, like a lot of things, it's not uh, made simple for those that require it the most, which are the people that are suffering are the ones who need the help. And in essence, to me, we're the ones that are not actually protected. No, we're not. We're not at all. And I can tell you, um, so so our government uh, has come out and said that, you know, there's there's safeguards uh, in the mental health sector. Um, and, and, you know, the way it's written, and, and I'll be completely honest with you and your, and, and, and your, and your audience, um, don't be fooled in Ontario, uh, you know, um, Michael Tobolo, who, who is our uh, associate uh, mental health uh, uh, minister, um, ever since he took office, I've been trying to get in touch with him about my story, and uh, he has not once reached out out to me. Um, he 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 runs. He, he's 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 a coward. He's a uh, uh, and, and you know what? I, I, and I'm not going to offer apologies um, because he is a coward. Uh, and you know, I've had Christine Elliott. Um, because I worked with my my local politicians and and so you know wrote letters to them and and they they've taken my letters and given it to Christine Elliott and a few years ago Christine Elliott turned around and and uh, she said oh you know sorry for for what you're enduring um, and then basically said that uh, you know they don't get involved in individual cases and wiped her hands clean of the whole situation where you have to understand and, and I don't I, I I'm not. Uh, I'm not intimidated nor scared um, by lawyers or anything like that. So I will name names. Um, but CMHA is not the organization that everyone thinks it is. Um, my local chapter, um, you know, they, they, uh, they, they banned me once um, a few years ago and, uh, you know, told, told, told me and, and told the world that, you know, I'm a high risk of, of self-harm, harm to others. And uh, when they banned me, they didn't do a client risk assessment. Um, and uh, nor did they give me any uh, support numbers. And so they left me to my own devices. And, you know, it was a three, four week period. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I wasn't suicidal. I was trying to um, resolve the pain I was in and I tried to put a drill through my head multiple times and so and then when I went back to CMHA their leadership all they could say was they were sorry um, and then a few weeks later they they banned me uh, for life and that was about five years ago and then um, to this day they haven't been held accountable um, for criminal negligence um, or or neither has my uh, police uh, services 
because they're also committing uh, criminal fraud um, because they they're accepting my tax dollars to subsidize um, their organization. And yet uh, I can't be serviced by them. So that's technically criminal fraud. And yet my police services won't do anything about it because um, I'm I'm already deemed a criminal uh, in the courts because my mental health has been criminalized. Well, my my heart goes out to you for that because having to go through the court system for anything, it's never to the advantage of the petitioner. It's unfortunate, but um, it's the way it is. And I don't believe we're the only province or the only country that has these kinds of issues. They're it, it permeates the, the entire court system. And as far as I'm concerned, I believe it's worldwide. There are these oh, I agree. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I've had I, conversations I, with, with other people from other countries who've had, uh, you know, men mental illness and in the courts, it's like oil, oil and water. It just, you know, it doesn't mix. Well, part of it in my estimation comes from fear and frustration because these entities are the government and the mental health services and, and all of these uh, groups, they want to help within a certain framework, but when they can't put a Band-Aid big enough on something, they just want it to go away. Exactly. You're so, you're so true. You're so true. And um, it's, it's interesting that you say it that way, because, uh, you know, when I look at everything that uh, I've gone through and I mean, I've gone down every rabbit hole, every complaints uh, process. My last uh, option now is uh, uh, I'm currently and I've been doing it on, on my own. Um, I'm currently pulling out. Um, uh, human rights applications and, 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 you know, taking my ex therapist to, to the human rights board, uh, taking, you know, I'll, I'll be taking CMHA and, and, and their leadership to the human rights tribunal. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. Um, because all these, all the systems before the human rights tribunal, uh, all these safeguards are, are intentionally, um, designed and exercise to protect the professions and not the public, nor the public interest. I have absolutely no confidence, uh, no hope or faith that the Human Rights Tribunal will do anything for me. Um, and I, uh, you know, and I even spoke to the Human Rights Tribunal of Canada because I, I have no faith in the Human Rights Tribunal of Ontario. Explained my situation, and then the Human Rights uh, Tribunal of Canada turned around and said, "Well, that's out of our jurisdiction." Um, and so I'm like, okay. And so, so I'm also pursuing, um, uh, you know, speaking to the Human Rights Tribunal of the United Nations because, uh, you know, this the country that we live in. Um, I'll be quite honest, from my perspective, uh, you know, it's it's the the the, poli the political establishment is is elitist. Um, you know, we, we we live in a you know we 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 you know our politicians the the world around us talk about how you know we live in a democracy. Well, guess what? Our democracy is a thinly veiled dictatorship. Um, you know, it's, you know, because uh, 
the difference between you know what you see what's happening in the U.S. politically and what's happening and and, and with all the movements, um, and that's why their movements have 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 traction is because their movements start from the bottom bottom to the top. Uh, you know, all their policies start from the bottom to the top. Where in Canada, our policies start from the top down. Um, and so, you know, uh, you know, the, these people and, and a lot of individuals don't like the way I say this, but I'm not going to offer any apologies. And, and I want to be perfectly clear, too. I think education is important. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, I won't tolerate the hypocrisy or rhetoric. And so uh, a lot of times I look at, uh, at what's happening in academia and, and, you know, all the lawyers and underwriters in, in the academia world that develop all these policies while, uh, to me, you know, I look at it as they all hold degrees of arrogance and ignorance and they overpaid for their cheap wall art, um, which, uh, you know, you know, apparently gives them the right then to offload those costs to the people who need help. Um, and uh, I'm not going to put up with it anymore because uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the, the, the majority of the industry is full of narcissists and, uh, you know, they only care about themselves. And they'll gaslight, use oppression, um, uh, discrimination, you know, uh, and, and, you know, to, and, and to, well, in my case, you know, they'll use shame to try to destroy you. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's a big part of why I do this is to try and maybe put a highlight on the shame that we want to remove. What I have to say in speaking with you, Victor, you're incredibly well-spoken. You obviously have on your own dealt with the challenges that you're going through so that you're sitting here with me today. You work in technology. Um, I, I don't think, I don't know if anyone's taken the time to really give kudos to you for being who you are and where you are. It's a horrible uphill battle and having to go through it for so long, I think it really, uh, it really says something about your true character that you've made it to this point where you are still fighting for what's right. I, I appreciate that. I really do. I mean, that, that means a lot. Um, and it's interesting because, I mean, I, I struggle with compliments uh, because, uh, and, and part of that is, um, you know, just to put context around that is um, when I was four and when I had my first traumatic experience, um, it, you know, uh, it, it was, it was under some, some uh, under, uh, you know, a so-called accident, but, but I mean, I don't think it was an accident. And uh, uh, I, you know, I ended up, uh, uh, you know, getting severe burns and, and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, my parents, after I came from the hospital, my parents, uh, you know, they, they uh, uh, said I had to be taught a lesson because I scared them and, and, and they abused me even more um, after I came back. And one of the things that they said to me was, uh, and it's a, it was the ongoing theme throughout my entire childhood is, hey, Victor, you're the mistake, but we still love you. Um, so, so when you hear that over and over and over, um, it, it, does, it does mess up uh, your, your sense of understanding and disseminating good versus bad feedback or any type of feedback. Um, 
and and so you know I, I mean I you know I may look normal right now you know saying I appreciate appreciate that but I'll, I'll be honest with you in an hour or two I'm gonna probably be under my desk uh, crying and curled up in a ball uh, you know feeling feeling ashamed of my existence because that's just um, that's just what I do those that's just the the challenges that I that I have to put up with and you know to 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 your point where where um, <sighs> To your point where you're saying, uh, um, you know, kudos for, for the challenges and for me being here. I mean, I learned early, I learned early, early on in, in life. Um, uh, and, and, and I'll be, and I'll be brutally honest, um, you know, a couple things. Uh, so, so my family of origin, uh, you know, they raped me of, of, of my rights, respect, dignity, and, and freedom, um, period. They dehumanized me before I could walk and talk. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, so I have a lot of shame issues. Um, but then at the same time, you know, they, they, you know, they broke me, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, but like all those, uh, from my past, present and, and future, um, you know, they've all tried, all have failed, uh, uh, to either take or break my, my spirit. So, uh, that's, that's, that's just how I look at it. You know, it's, um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, and, and, and I, and I tell the, the, you know, the, the, the mental health community, I tell them right to their face that they've broken me, but they can't break my spirit. They can't take it. And, you know, and one of the things that I've realized and, and why, you know, why I'm so blackballed and blacklisted, um, in, you know, the, you know, uh, in certain circles within the Ontario mental health system is, is the fact that, um, I've died once already. So, so when you, when, you know, there, the system is designed to, when you challenge the system, the system is designed to, to push back with, with fear mongering tactics. And while you can't, you can't, you can't intimidate nor scare, uh, someone like me um with 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 our species constructs that you've that you've created um because i've died already so so you know you think i'm going to be scared of of your lawyers you think i'm scared of of you know police officers with guns and and their gang mentality on on how they um they apprehend people like me and that's it's true i mean this is you know i'm, I'm talking from experience uh, you know, uh, early in my mental illness, uh, adventure, um, you know, the police start off with one or two officers coming to come get me. And then by the time they finish, by the time that whole process finished, they were sending small armies to come get me, uh, you know, and then, and then when they did get a hold of me, they, they all claimed that I re resisted arrest. Um, they all laid their boots into me and, uh, uh, you know, and because of, of my dissociative identity disorder, um, when I say that I remember, you know, getting boots laid into me, then all of a sudden they start questioning saying, well, then you weren't dissociated, you know, then you're a liar. Um, and and that's, that goes, that holds true with my court appearance, uh, with all my court appearances and my, my, my arrest is, I don't remember any of it. Uh, I just, like, because, and it's well documented throughout throughout my, my medical career or medical adventure in, in the mental uh, health and addictions space 
um, that when I'm under extreme high stress, uh, I do dissociate, but I, I, I could appear being completely lucid, but nothing's yeah. registering. And, and so, uh, you know, in my court, during my court appearances, there were no, um, uh, uh, supports, mental health support workers, which is a violation of my, of my charter of rights. But, you know, by the time I went back to them, they all denied it. And, and, you know, uh, and because I was already a convicted criminal, um, you know, I was already, I was already, uh, um, discriminated against uh, within the court system in itself. Uh, I haven't been given a fair shot at anything. So. If you could change one thing to help people in your situation, just one thing, what's the first thing you would want to change? I would say it would be the addition of people with lived experience in leadership roles, top to bottom within the mental health and uh, addictions community. That's really good. Yeah, that's that, that, really, that, yeah. And, and it's interesting because I mean, I am working with a few organizations um, and, and I'll keep it on the low because you know, uh, those who follow me on Twitter know that I have a razor's tongue. Those who follow me on Twitter know that I won't apologize uh, for what I have to say. And, uh, you know, I say what I say from experience and I say what I say to raise awareness and, and to, and to, you know, um, not to, not to be a shock jock uh, per se, but it's one of those things where, you know, um, the, 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 there's a whole there's a whole movement of, of and I'll probably get criticized for this, but I'm not apologizing for it. Uh, there's a whole movement of, you know, quote unquote woke people, um, but they're not they're not they're not awake. Uh, you know, uh, under, you know, to be completely awake is to not only understand um, yourself and 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 uh, I gotta move around here. My dog wants out of out of the room. Um, not only to understand self, but but also to to understand the world that you exist in. And when when I'm saying that, I mean understanding your relationship to the world that you exist in. And and because I can tell you that Elaine, I've I um over for over a year and a half now, I I go through nightly episodes of of. Uh, reliving all my uh suicide attempts even even my death and uh it uh and it covers every aspect of it uh it, it attacks my four pillars my mental my emotional uh physical spiritual self um it's it's pain like i've never felt uh before um you know uh it's it's not in your head uh, you know, your body, your body keeps the score. Your body remembers every goddamn thing you've ever done um, to yourself or, or happened to yourself. And so uh, through all these, these, you know, for the last year and a half, like I said, I've been going through these on a nightly basis and they last about two hours. Um, and it's a complete, it's a complete, the way I, the way I addressed it as it's, it's 
complete atomization of self. Um, you get pulverized, you get completely dismantled. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's to the point where uh, every day uh, for the last year and a half, uh, when I get through one of those episodes, I get the privilege of, of, of teaching myself how to use my arms and legs again and how to walk um, because it, 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 you know, it, it changes things in my brain. Um, and, and so from, from that perspective, you know, uh, I've, I've learned a, a lot of different things and I have a great, um, I've got a great circle of, of care around me now. Uh, very small, mind you. Um, but they all understand what's happened to me. And, and so they're all willing to work with me to try to try to, uh, deal with my demons because, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, and not an easy person to stick handle anymore because, um, you know, they, they can, they can say what's out, you know, what they've learned in their books, but I already know what's in their books and I already know how to counter counter punch it. Um, and so, and, and then also I know the legalities of the business model and how that works. And so, you know, they can say something and I'll say, well, you're full of shit because this is exactly how the legal, this is how the lawyers have set it up. This is how the underwriters have set it up. Um, but one, but my point is, is that my, my, my current psychotherapist, who's actually a medical doctor first, uh, who specializes in, um, psychotherapy, uh, and, 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 and before I continue, I want to make it, make this clear. I, my ex therapist was a registered psychotherapist through the, the, the CRPO, which is the college of registered, uh, psychotherapists of Ontario. I'm a firm believer that organization must be dismantled and that the, the standalone discipline of registered psychotherapists in Ontario must be, uh, abolished, um, period. And, and, you know, and it's, it's because of how, I, how I've been treated um, by my ex-therapist and by their governing body. Um, and, and so through all this, this I've learned um, my, my current therapist, uh, he, he's, he's a person who his last defense is to, is to write a script, is to give you a pill. So, so over the years, what he's been, what he's, what he's been doing with me is, is, you know, he keeps getting me different books to read, um, different phil uh, philosophical books, um, you know, and, and encourage me to read philosophies of, of like the samurai and how the samurai existed, um, you know, yogis and, 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 and different tribes uh, from uh, Africa and, and indigenous, uh, the community. And through all this, all these, the different readings I've, I've, I've come through, I've, I've realized that, you know, once I get through what I'm getting through, if I ever do get through it, or if I just have to live with it, um, I, I think I'm, I, you know, I'm, I, I want to look at, at becoming a, uh, a healer, a modern day healer of some sort. Um, but I don't need a piece of paper, uh, uh, you know, uh, or someone to say, well, yeah, you, you met criteria because, you know, you've, you read all these books. I read all the books already, uh, of modern day science. And I've read a lot of different, um, uh, books and, and I, and I've come to realize that there's a book I'm reading right now called, um, sand talk and it's, yeah, it's called sand talk. Sorry. I'm just looking over here at it and it's, uh, how indigenous thinking can save the world by Tyson, uh, Yoko Porta, and and um, it's 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 a, it's a really interesting book, and there's a, a chapter I'm on right now, or I just finished reading, 
And in, in, in the chapter, he explains how, um, and this really resonated with me uh, from other, other books that I've read. We're all equal. No one is, no one should be, be put in a position to think that another being is greater than, than themselves or anyone else. So from that perspective, I, I look at, at, you know, even in this relationship, um, you're no different than I, you and I are completely equal. And uh, one of the things that then that's important to understand and, 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 and learn about uh, becoming human is, is the fact that we must hold, hold space for opposition. We must hold um, space for opposition. And then we must have critical thinking abilities to actually uh, understand the opposition so that opposition can be understood and it's a two way street. Yeah. And, and, and these are the things that I've been learning over the years on, on my mental uh, well-being uh, uh, journey or, or adventure. Um, uh, and it, you know, and, and it, it's not written, you know, the stuff that I'm learning, you're not going to find in, in a book at some university that's teaching someone how to become a psychotherapist or a psychologist. Um, you just won't. Well, no, it's not Western medicine based. Exactly. This is more holistic, more, to me, timely, because every, every indigenous group, every, every country in the world has roots that are grounded in holistic medicines, in holistically handling the difficulties that we as humans can have. And you're absolutely right. We are all equal. Uh, a human is a human is a human, as far as I'm concerned, and always has been. The one thing that I believe is at the core of perhaps your strength is the fact that at the bottom of it all, we can choose to go on. The yeah. one thing we always have is our choice, our yeah. inner being. And it's, it's really interesting that, 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 that you, uh, that you bring that up because, uh, uh, you know, this version of conscious self totally agrees with you. Um, but, but once you have, uh, uh, DID, um, I have, uh, uh, a couple identities um, that uh, uh, they, you know, well, all my identities have full capacity of checking this version of conscious self out um, completely. And, 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 you know, um, with me not knowing anything of, of what they've done. And so I've got, I've got a couple identities that have, uh, uh, have in, injured me in the past Um you know, have broken bones, um, you know, try to put, put my body through brick walls a few times. Um, and, you know, and, and, and of course try to kill me, uh, once, uh, in the past. And so it's interesting, uh, you know, when, when, when you state that, you know, we all have a choice that we can, we can move, um, that we can keep going. Um, yeah, well, this version of self has that choice. Um, but then the whole, the holistic me, doesn't have that choice yeah. um, because I mean, I know that um, at any day now, uh, you know, uh, any day could be my last day uh, um, because, you know, with, with, with 
with the identities, um, you know, depending on, on, on who or what sets it, sets, sets it off, um, you know, they literally could check me out and then, and then permanently check me out of life without me knowing. So, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's one of the stresses that, uh, uh, and anxieties that I live with in, in, uh, as in my daily life, um, which I'm always fascinated by because, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I listen to a lot of experts, uh, talk about, you know, uh, the pressure and the anxiety and the stress of COVID and being alone and, and exiled and, and, and into isolation uh, by a, a virus. Um, you know, I've been exiled in isolation within my own community uh, by the mental health system prior to COVID. Um, and then, you know, uh, uh, you know, you want to talk about living with stress, what, what true stress and true anxiety uh uh, is, uh, try thinking about, about living life, uh, um, where at any moment you could, you could, uh, you could walk away, you know, you could, it can be taken away from you without your knowledge. Um, and I mean, that can be said, you know, that can be said about a lot of people, like a lot of people's lives mm-hmm. because tomorrow's a guarantee to no one, but I just have that extra little, uh, and I'm not saying this from, from a place of ego or, or, um, um, it's, it, this is coming from humility and, and, and basically, I mean, I, 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 you know, my truth is, is I have that extra little piece of, yeah, you know what I can be, I can be taken out today without even my knowledge. Um, you know, where, where most people, uh, sure they can be taken out, uh, without their knowledge, but, um, it's not, it's not something within them that or an entity that exists within them that actually takes them out. If that makes sense. It does. And I, I will say that we can be thankful that you can be here with us today because of that inner core strength that is obviously strong enough to have gotten you here. And I say thank you for that because it takes a lot, not just to battle the outside, but to have to battle your inside. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, uh, uh, I always, you know, I always joke around with, with my circle of care, uh, these days and, you know, because we always have the conversations because I, I, you know, like I said, the, the mental health and addictions industry, well, yeah, they damaged, they, they damaged, uh, they, 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 they broke me, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually, uh, to a certain degree, uh, um, and when I say spiritually, I mean, you know, that, that, that's the whole hope and faith and having confidence. Um, and, and, you know, so, so they broke me that way. They, 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 they hurt me, but the only thing that they don't know how, how to do yet is, is they don't know how to defeat me or dismantle someone like me. Um, and, and so, so, uh, and because there's no intimidation, because there's no vehicle of intimidation um, from their end that works with me, uh, the only way that they can control the narrative uh, of the situation is to, uh, and, and because they've got, they've got deeper pockets than I, and that is to, to spread the word uh, and, and, and control the narrative of everyone around me and society around me and, and, and put, put fear of me in, into them by their messaging. 
And so, you know, that's, that's, that's just the way it is. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I keep learning, I keep, I keep, uh, fighting. Uh, like I said, you know, I, I, I tell the people I work with or, or, you know, my circle of care, never pick a fight with a fighter. You know, that's at the end of the day, that's just, uh, uh, you know, does it will never end well. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I, I keep having my battles, uh, internally, uh, uh, externally with, with the complaints processes, with, with different government organizations. And, uh, you know, I, I, I won't accept, I won't accept what they're dictating to me, um, period, because, uh, um, last time I checked, you know, uh, when I look at it, they like to apply all these rules, uh, to me. They like to tell me that there's confidentiality agreements and, and all this other stuff. Um, but the last time I checked, I didn't sign anything with them. I didn't sign any agreements, any contracts. I didn't sign a social contract with anyone. Um, and that includes uh, Canadian society. I didn't sign a contract. And just because I, I, I live and I'm alive doesn't mean that I have to abide by a contract that's vaporware. Um, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, my, my biggest thing is, is that I, I encourage everyone to, 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 um, stand up for themselves, have critical thinking. That's, that's, that's the big thing that's missing. Uh, and, and I think, you know, it, it that's, that's one of the, the, the things that's causing a lot of issues now with, with, um, with mental illness in, in the young people is, uh, the system is, is designed intentionally, uh, over the last, last several decades to remove, uh, critical thinking from, from the curriculum. Um, and, and so, you know, we have, we have all these people who can't critically think anymore. And, and so, um, I just want to encourage people to, to really start, you know, honing in on that skill and, and encouraging accountability, uh, and, and encouraging a, ret- a better return on their investment from, you know, these, these, these governments who are no, no, who are, who are no different than, uh, you know, legalized, uh, criminals who, who come in and steal, steal the money that you work hard for. And, and then, uh, um, you know, tell you that, 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 you know, that they're here to serve you. And then when you need this, their service, they don't serve you at all. They serve their own selfish needs. So, you know, I think, I think it's, it's time that people stand up for that. And, and, um, uh, you know, I, I don't want to see, uh, what happened to me happened to a young person who, who can't, who can't take, um, uh, you know, the amount of abuse that, that I'm going through at the moment. Um, and the only reason I'm, and I knock on wood and, and, you know, I say this to a lot of, uh, of, of my caregivers is, you know, I, I'm always, I, I've been built for abuse, uh, always have been and always will be. And, and so if I keep that mindset, um, you know, they, they can keep, they can keep hurting me physically, mentally, emotionally, but, but they're not going to break my spirit. And, and, you know, I'll take, you know, I'll, I'll take whatever they, they want to throw at me, uh, pum- pummel me into the ground. I'll still get up, dust myself off and I'll look at you, laugh at you and ask for more because, uh, um, you know, people have rights and, and, and people with living experiences have, have rights and we're humans and, you know, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be classified below third, fourth class uh, individuals within the societal hierarchy. Um, absolutely. Um, 
as I said before, you're very well spoken. Uh, it It is a hurt on my heart that you've had to go through all of this. It's the type of person that I am, that I feel for those. I've had my own challenges with governments and courts. Many people have. So it's a lot of what you're saying is not unknown. And uh, it, it is truly un unfortunate. I hope going forward that getting your story out there will perhaps fall on the right ears so that you have more opportunity to have other caregivers and perhaps someone who hears the story can step up and help you make changes uh, as you are an advocate for mental illnesses. And I want to thank you so much, Victor, for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, it's obviously been a, a long and arduous road for you. And uh, for that, I, I wish you well in all you do going forward. And I can only hope for you from me that things get a little easier, that somebody hears the story and perhaps steps in to help. This has been my guest today, Victor Jansen. I'm Elaine Lindsay. This is Suicide Zen Forgiveness, and I look forward to seeing you next time. In the meantime, try to make the very best of your today every day. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on your favorite service. Suicide Zen Forgiveness was brought to you by Truel Social Media, the digital integration specialists. Let them get you on page one in the search results.